Jack, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, just as a way of introduction, uh, Jack is a friend of mine, of course, but also he's a client. Uh, so far, I think that's been a bit of a theme for everyone that, that's joined, uh, these individuals that I've kind of met through work, but I've been able to establish a connection with and feel pretty close to and easy to talk to. And Jack's definitely one of those uh, individuals. So I appreciate you joining us. And uh, so maybe just to get started, uh, tell us a bit about your background. And uh, if you're being too modest, I'm going to call you out. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Thanks. Um, Yeah. So Basically, my current role is I'm chief operating officer of a investment dealer called Aligned Capital Partners. So that's where I'm at today. But if I have to go back in time, and I don't really want to date myself too much, but I, I grew up in the um, investment management space. My whole career was actually within investment management. And one cool um, story about how I kind of got into investment management was, again, this is going to date myself, but... When, you know, there was a time when websites were a big thing. Like if you had a website, (laughs) it was huge. And if you even had a spinning graphic on a website, like you were revolutionary. You know, like the Royal Bank's website was just flat text when it all started, right? Um, Long story short, I got to work with a company called Bayshore Trust. And they were actually the first lender in Canada to do online loans, and it was as simple as a simple page. You type your name, you type your address, you type your SIN number, God forbid today, but you know you could do that back then. <laughs> and it would pull a credit bureau. And if your number was above 700, up to 15,000 bucks is yours. If it was below 15, sorry, 700, you know, needed review. Anyways, it was a success because no one else had this kind of, you know, technology. It was huge. And right. it got the eyes of some, some fun companies. It was Trimark at the time. So Trimark buys Bayshore Trust for the technology. And that's how I made my way into, uh, into investment management. But, but throughout my career, it's always been more technology focused. And, um, and how I ultimately got to align was um, there was a short, short stint of my career where I was actually in the sales side of the business and I was out selling services to investment dealers and my biggest client was a dealership called fundex investments and the president of that of that dealership was christopher enright chris enright who's one of my partners now at aligned and he kind of convinced me to to jump ship where i was and to join him and we did a lot of cool stuff together and worked at a couple different companies and ultimately decided that hey i think we can actually run our own dealership and we jump ship and started our own dealership which is aligned capital so that's like 20 plus years in the making kind of boiled down quick that's awesome man uh, i want to come back and break this 20 these 20 years down a little bit but um one of the big things that we talk about and 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 i talk about quite a bit with a lot of uh you know the students that i'm in touch with is that they always debate this idea of starting with someone and getting into a partnership. And, you know, like me, I, I've been fortunate in that I've been in an excellent partnership. And generally speaking, like everyone on my team has been amazing. And, and you know, it makes work a, a real pleasure. But beyond that, when you know you can count on people, it makes a big difference. When you come across someone like Chris, and, and I've met Chris, he's, he's, he's a nice guy, easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's one thing to come across someone and they're nice. It's another thing to take that, that leap of faith and, and partner up with them. Sure. So how did you assess that situation? What, what, uh, what led you down the road and thumbs up? Yeah, it's a great question, you know, and um, like there's a lot, there's a lot of layers there because right. you become friends with people. Like you become coworkers, you be, become colleagues, you become friends. Sometimes, you know, you, you become family, you know, it's, it's almost like family. You're over at each other's houses. And yeah. Um, and for Chris and I, I think a lot of it was that, you know, certainly we were coworkers first and we became good friends. Um, and you got to recognize where people's strengths are. Like I've always felt that, um, you know, one of Chris's biggest strengths was his vision, his ability to see things and be able to make big calls. And I think where he relied on me was to be able to execute on that vision, to, to, to be able to grasp it quickly and say, okay, I got this. I can go now kind of thing. But to answer your question, you know, like how did, how did you come to that decision? It wasn't easy. I'll be honest. Like we had a good gig at the company we were at before we started line. We were very comfortable. Um, and, you know, also I had young kids at the time and uh, you know, it's a big life decision. I had to get my sure. life into the discussion and stuff. But, um, but, you know, I, I think it was, and, and, and by the way, um, as far as Aligned is concerned, there, there's really four founding partners um, Chris is one, another partner is Michael Greer. There's two other partners, um, Don Flack, Carl Fraser, and then myself, who, I, you know, I came in as an original partner, and I, I think of it more as um, the first person that they hired and, and gave some ownership to kind of get the company off the ground and, and get right. it. But, but anyways, where I'm going with this is um, after hearing enough about the vision and the passion that was in their voices collectively about how big this thing could be, um, I bought into it for sure. And it was, right. so certainly for me, it was a, it was a leap of faith. That's it. That's, that's something that I, I don't know uh, if you've read the principles book, that book keeps coming up in my conversations with people, yeah. um, the Ray Dalio book. And there's that, that what you just touched on is such like a perfect analogy of it. When you think about the strengths of different individuals and, and you, what you described is a real classic case of it. Someone who has that big picture kind of a vision yeah. and then someone like you, who's able to put that vision into action and just carry it through. And so that's a real perfect sort of a, a way of assessing it. And I, I appreciate that. Now to take a step back, were you always interested in the financial industry or was this something that you kind of fell into by accident? Yeah, you know what? That's a good question. I'll be honest with you. No, I, I had no interest in financials. I, I, <laughs> as a, not as a kid, but it, certainly in, uh, in high school, I, w my, I wanted to be an architect, to be honest with you. Um, I, I really enjoy um, building. Maybe it's my Italian heritage that I, it's just construction is in my blood. I don't know. But, you know, I love the architectural side, the design side of buildings and just architecture in general. Um, although I've got zero shred of artistic ability in my soul. <laughs> Surely you just. <laughs> no way, man. I know that when I applied um, for uh, university to become an architect, part of the application process was a portfolio where you had to have some original work to show your artistic side. It was, it was, brutal it was terrible like it was there was nothing that was good in there and certainly i think it hindered my application process to the point where 
plan B for me was, well, I'm also very interested in business. Let me apply to some business schools and, and see if I can go that route. I went the business school route. So ironically, you were asked for a portfolio of your creative work, and that was no good. But now yeah. you're running money portfolios, and you're doing really well. So <laughs> you're right. You're right for sure. And, and you know what? And listen, and not to kind of jump back and forth, but one of the things I wanted no. to just quickly go back on the part about the personalities and stuff. Mm -hmm. The other interesting dynamic there is that relationships get tested as well by being different people. Okay, right. you know, good example. So. In our eight years of existence, there's been plenty of cases where like things have gone off the rails, you know, like things happen, mistakes are made, right? Yeah, some sports are big. And for the people that are very passionate, you know, they're like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What happened? Like, how are we fixing this? And my approach has always been like, okay, how do I fix this? Like, I, I don't, it's, it's like the calm comes first and the anxiety comes later because I'm right. so laser focused in figuring out what is the problem here? How are we going to get past this and getting past it? Right. Point where sometimes, you know, different personalities might say like, buddy, why are you so laid back? Do you, right. not, right. do you not care? It's like, no, actually I understand what's going on here, but it's just, right. this is my role. This is my value. Let us get, let me get us past this. And then we'll, we'll freak out later together in the back room kind of thing. I absolutely relate to that. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very similar in that when shit hits the fan, my reaction is to just let's stay calm. And I'm feeling the same emotions, but yeah. I try and not act on those emotions as much as I can. But you're right in that sometimes it comes off to people like you don't care. You're like, well, do you not see what's happening? I'm like, no, I, I see. And it sucks. <laughs> but yeah. Panicking right now or getting angry isn't going to help it. So let's just stay cool and, and, and deal with this, man. Got to get past it. There's, there's always a way past it. So For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, have you had now, obviously, as, as, I mean, before you guys started your own firm and you've yeah. obviously had a very successful run with this company. Yeah. When you were in your uh, early stages, did you come across anyone that you found particularly motivating or were there like, little golden nuggets that's the name of this podcast yeah. basically yeah. that you picked up from anyone along the way that you thought man these things have been and 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 they've proven to be helpful all along well you know what one of uh, yeah there's all there's certainly people um dynamic people that i've met along the way for sure um that i've kind of you know really respected and try to emulate some of their behaviors um and I'm not sure if this is exactly where you're going to with the question, but one of the, there's a podcast that I've been listening to for years that has kept me somewhat sane and, and kept my brain somewhat entrepreneurial, which is how I built this with Guy Raz. Um, I don't know if you guys know this one or not. If you don't, I highly, highly recommend it. And for anybody who's, who's watching this and is, is um, looking for, you know, insight That's into awesome. building your own business, don't, it's, it's great because it's typically larger businesses that have made it. So like Whole Foods, Uber, um, edible arrangements, um, you, mean, you name it, Bumble, um, a lot of big name companies. And the amazing part about them is they all started from really modest roots. The majority of them that, well, actually, I, I don't think that there's one I've listened to where it hasn't, if the founder hasn't started from some pretty modest uh, roots and, and almost like in their garage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
and they're just like stories of uh like prosperity and stink and sticking with it and just you know being creative and and just figuring out ways to keep moving and in, in, in every story and of course i won't give any of them away but in almost every story there's always that almost breaking point where right. man we lost a huge customer or our our product is has got a problem with it or whatever the problem and they figure out a way to get around it and by doing right. that they're now uber successful Right. They're just really inspirational stories. So I really recommend that podcast. That's awesome. That actually brings me to something that I always like to ask people and just get their thoughts on. Because when you talk about getting to those moments where you have these failures or you, you face these challenges and it's this like fork in the road, I find that there's certain common characteristics or maybe like mindsets that help people get through and whether it's, you know, successful entrepreneur or a uh, you know athlete or whatnot they kind of rely on the same basic principles you know it's like be honest with yourself assess your situation honestly be honest with the people around you about you know yourself your needs your abilities but then also like basics in terms of like persevering accepting situations as as they are and certain key qualities and key characteristics so i'd love to get your thoughts on like some of the most fundamental, important, like human qualities that sure. you think people need to nurture in themselves. If it's cliched, so be it. Because I mean, some of these things come off cliched because they're, they're true and people talk about them. But anything as simple as honesty to hard work, but anything even more nuanced than that, love to get your thoughts on, on some of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, integrity is huge. Like, you, mm -hmm. you've got to stand by what you're selling or what you're delivering. Um, you know, like, you, it's that whole thing, you only get a, one chance at a first impression. And, right. And, and once you, I'm also a big believer that if, if, if you're not truthful and you're caught, it's, it's almost impossible to get it back. Like, it, it's right. Is tough, so I, I, you know, I've never had to put myself in that position. So I always try my best. Um, so I think integrity is big. I think obviously hard work is 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 huge too. That whole right. whole thing, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. I'm I'm a big believer in that. Right. Um, and you know, just on the integrity side, I'm just going back, you know, one people I think about is you, Ali. To be honest with you, in terms of Thank you. you know how you run your business and how you treat people, and you're listeners will find this interesting, but um, you and I, we met almost like um, off the cuff in that, you know, you were managing a platform for an investment manager that we were starting to do business with. And there was a exchange of data required and, and so on. And there was a point where I was worried that um, maybe you got too much data on your system that you shouldn't have. And I, and I called you up and I was actually a little bit, I, for me, I think I was a little bit too rough about it kind of thing. And, no and, and you were like, listen, buddy, like, you, you don't know me. I don't, I'm not a fishy business kind of guy. Like trust me when I tell you, I've only got what I need kind of thing. And I actually felt bad about it to the point where we met up just recently at a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt compelled to tell you, like, you know what, man, I'm sorry about that conversation we had two years ago. I was a little bit too uh, offside. And everything I found out about you thereafter has just proven to me, like, yeah, I should have just trusted what you said out of the gate. But it it does prove, it gets to the point of what I'm trying to say, like, you've got to build a name for yourself. And that, that it's built on trust a lot of the times, right? 
A hundred percent. I couldn't agree. I mean, just for everybody as a side note, that Christmas party was last year. So that's how quick time flies. Yeah, I don't want any true. COVID concerned people to think we're yes. having Christmas parties here. Yeah. Uh, but no, but, but you're right. I agree with you a hundred percent. And it's something that I, I've really come back to over and over again. People and the way they are and their quality uh, in terms of and, and I'll tell you what, like my feedback on that, on that situation, I took that as, as a very positive because one saying that we have internally within our company is that the only problem we can't remedy for a client is if they don't care. And when you call me up and you're concerned about your data, that shows to me that you care. Yeah. Now, it's okay if you're, you're, you're upset over something, you're, you're panicked a little bit, you're, you're angry. Those, those to me are, that's fine. I, I can get past those emotions. You know, in this industry, we all have a thick skin. You know, we have to deal with egos. Yeah. And so it's not a big deal. But the fact that you cared was big to me. And that always stuck with me because the opposite would have been much worse when you're like, I don't give a shit who has my data. And you, but the fact that you, so... For me, that was a big thing. And that, that when, when time came, when there was an opportunity for us to work together, it actually made it really easy for me to work with you guys because yeah. it was easy for me to trust you because on a completely unrelated situation, I'd seen how much you cared. And we started working with each other without any formalities initially yeah. speaking. Yeah. Right? We just literally like, well, let's just do this. Let's try it because that <clears throat> trust was already there. And I've already seen that work with huge companies even. Once the trust is there, they'll start working with you and they'll deal with the formalities. We all need to, especially in our industry, yeah. but it's not going to hold them that back. So I, I 100%, I, I echo your sentiments and, and I really appreciate you saying that about me. It means a lot and about our business, but uh, yeah. likewise. Now, I'm curious within your own team because you said yeah. you have other partners it's not just i'm sorry not to cut you off if you wanted to elaborate on anything no no I, I, no you know I, I think just going back to like the the core qualities uh you know you need to have kind mm -hmm. of thing like, so for sure your your core has got to be solid you know it's right. like anything else um but you also have to um like you got to understand what qualities you bring to the table okay and what others are going to need you know and also like respect those things that you don't necessarily have okay mm -hmm. like i'm a big believer like there's a saying that says like thoughts become things right and by that you know whether you like it or not you, your dna is your dna like you are who you are and you you can wish to be something else for sure but the sooner you kind of come to grips with like what you're awesome at and what you're really good at, like the more successful you will be. Okay. Like I, one of the reasons why I love those podcasts um, is because it, for me, it's a little bit of fantasy land in a way, because a lot of them are people that were like, they're the kind of people that have no plan B. It's like, I'm doing this and I am running through that brick wall. No one is stopping me. No plan B. I am all about the plan B, <laughs> you know, right. It comes to that brick wall. I'm like, listen, I got a ladder. I got a, you know, I got a drone that's going to pick me up and lift me over, but I ain't yeah. running through there. It will take me longer, right. but you know, I will always have a plan B. 
So my point in all this is like, you know, you do ultimately end up in life. And I could talk about this like 25 years later. It's, it is a byproduct of your thoughts and just how you act and, and what you're comfortable doing. It ultimately takes you to a place and you got to be very comfortable at the end as to where that is. The journey along the way may not feel like you're getting there, but you ultimately do. And, and it's just, it's, it's a subconscious thinking process that, that kind of shapes where you go as a person. Of course, which actually takes me back to one thing we were talking about in terms of like the people that inspire you, because a lot of times when you come across certain individuals, they provoke a certain sort of line of thoughts. They provoke a certain mindset. Um, Like uh, the most basic of it for me is that, you know, we're often in situations where we have to decide whether to cut cost or try and raise revenues, you know, and I know I'm super simplifying something way more complex sure. than that, but like I'm, I've always been of the mind, like I'd rather just focus on the bringing in more revenues, like the time that I spend, like trying to save it, but don't get me wrong. I don't want to waste any money. Obviously, I, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. but like in terms of like a mindset, I, I really appreciate like having more of a positive, like let, let's just go figure the next thing out instead of like dwelling on, oh shit, we got hit by this bill or shit, we got hit by that. How can we yeah. avoid it? It's like, no, no, let's, how are we going to make up for it? You know, I kind of find that that's a lot easier to um, live with for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I come across people who are the same way or we're dealing with certain challenges where they have that same mindset, it motivates me. Whereas when someone uh, is in the equation and they just constantly say, oh, but what is this? What about this problem? What about this problem? That kind of holds me back. I'm like, come on, man, let's just get past it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. So in, you, you already said that you, you guys have, uh, you know, you, you have a few partners and yeah. you've already touched on how, like, you know, your own strengths and weaknesses and you see the strengths and weaknesses in the others. How do you guys uh, sort of go about delegating responsibilities? And was it just like an organic byproduct of your strengths yeah. and weaknesses? Do you constantly have meetings with each other? Yeah, um, I, I would say from the outset, we, we all knew what each one was going to do. Like, you know, fundamentally, what was your role and how were you going to contribute to the firm? Mm-hmm. So, you know, certainly... For, for Chris and Mike, it was, it was setting the vision. It was, um, you know, selling the product because, and th- like, I, I just can't underestimate how important it is, um, the sales side of the business. And that obviously might seem like an, like an obvious statement, but you need in any business, you need a true champion of what it is your product is that can go in there and sell it with a hundred percent confidence. Right. And, you know, I think both Chris and Mike did that very well. And, you know, I think what backed that up was what they were selling. I could ultimately deliver. I mean, it, right. it wasn't a bag of goods. It was really a good platform. Now, was it as perfect as it is today, seven years ago? No, but that, that isn't necessarily what it is that we sold. You know, right. it was at that point it was, more of a vision. It was a promise of what was coming and we did deliver. And that mm-hmm. ultimately got us recognition in the industry and got us more clients. But, you know, like 
again, I think people naturally gravitate towards what they're good at. I would love to be the salesman. I really would. It's just not who I am to a core, you know? Right. I understand. Um, yeah. And, you know, like to, to go into a sales meeting, for sure. Like, can I provide some credibility to what it is that's being sold? And just sure. Technical? For sure. But the guy who's going to kind of charge through the door and say, you got to buy this. That's, that's just, that's not my strength. But the others on the, the other partners are definitely awesome at that. I honestly love any discussions of self-awareness because I think it's just so important. Ultimately, you know, probably the most important part of life for me is like self-awareness, know what you're good at, know what you're not. And then a byproduct of that is you being able to deal more effectively with everyone around you and for sure. uh, figuring for sure. those relationships out. I, I say to my kids all the time, like, you know what, guys, dream big. Like, and, I, and that's my advice also for anybody who's listening that's kind of making their way into things, maybe just finishing up school, getting into their career, starting a business. Like, honestly, dream is as big as humanly possible because the bigger you dream, the closer you will get to that ultimate dream, right? If you dream small and you achieve it, well, hey, you could have been much more than, than what you are today. So it's a dream for the, the biggest thing you can imagine. But at the same time, um, you know, I've already said this, you know, understand where your strengths are. And understand, and this is something I kind of tell my kids is like, figure out the arena that you can compete in and compete to the best of your ability. Yes, yes, exactly. Like, I listen, I, as you know, in our business, there is a lot of very successful people that have, yes. you know, and again, we can have a discussion on how do you, how do you measure wealth. But if you're measuring wealth from a financial perspective, like they got a ton of dough. There's no doubt about it. Sure. And, I don't necessarily compete on the financial side, but I think, you know, on the intellectual side or, um, you know, understanding the roots of the business, I think I can, I can hold a conversation with anybody. So it's this, it's this thing where, you know, figure out what you're interested in, figure out what your arena is, and then just be your best in that space. Right. No, that's awesome. You're right. I mean, you do have to find that out. And someone else uh, said this too work on building yourself based on your strengths like you don't want your weaknesses to hold you back For but sure. don't focus on your weaknesses so much just focus on getting your strengths in place so that you can just do the best you can with them 100 percent, 100 percent. and um you know you're always going to be your own biggest critic I mean, a lot a lot of us uh, will say that but um and I tell you, if you just keep working hard and you understand what you're good at, you will be successful. There's no doubt about it. I appreciate that, man. I feel like I've already taken a lot of your time, but I want to ask you two more questions, if you don't sure. mind. Yeah. One is, um, I want to hear any sort of non-negotiables that you look for in yourself, anyone you work with, any friends, any employees. Any non-negotiables, whether it's in terms of character, background, education, experience, whatever the case may be. Uh, and my second question is going to be around, given that this is, you know, life's golden nuggets. Yeah. Do you want to just uh, leave us with any specific phrases to live by, words to live by, any, any, any advice to live by? Nah, I'd love to get your thoughts on that, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so non-negotiables. I mean, for me, like personality is is the one of the biggest things like um 
edu- education, like the number of degrees or the accreditations you have, that's, that's not going to land a job with me or, or make your way like into my life kind of thing. Um, it really is personality fit. It's, it's just a general, um, a, just a general common understanding of, you know, being nice and being good to people. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just a big believer in, in, in getting, you know, just getting along and just finding people that can, can share the same vision and, and execute on, on that vision. Like I tell you, man, I don't, I don't stress about much. I don't like, I don't stress about money and I don't stress about health. Thankfully, I, you know, my health is good and all that kind of stuff, but I stress about one thing and that's time. Right. It's, it's the one thing you do not have control over and you can't get back. Right. Exactly. So the, the only time ask anybody at work, the only time I get pissed is when we waste time, right. you know? So that's why it's so important for me, like to set the vision at the top, make sure everybody's on the same page. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. And we do it. And then when we right. find out, like, Oh, we said we we're going to do that and we didn't do it. Then I get pissed. Right. I get that. I get um, that. You're right. Time is the only thing we can't get back. I, I, I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it just kind of lends to the next point, which is just when you make calls, you got to stick with them. Like you make right. decisions, you, you take the time up front to, to talk it all through, talk all the combinations, all the plan B's, but then we make a call and we go for it. And sometimes it works, right. it doesn't, right? But where you fall down is if you don't follow what we agreed to in the, in the beginning. So, right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Appreciate that, Jack. Now, any, any words to live by? Any, yeah. any phrases that you have uh, a plaque <laughs> of upon your wall? Uh, dream big I've already talked about it that yeah. that to me is a big one dream big because it, it ties into that that other saying I said which is thoughts become things right. it all ties together man if you're not thinking big and you're not kind of training your mind to keep thinking big and keep moving in that direction you will ultimately go somewhere else so you know my, my parting words I, if there was any theme in the things I've said is like you know think big for sure Go for it, but at the same time, be comfortable who you are along the way. Well, you've, you've given us a lot of great ones, man. I mean, definitely dream big, self-awareness, hard work, integrity. These are all things that you've touched on, which are all critical, and, and I appreciate And You see it, you sort of see a theme emerge as you talk to, you know, successful people like yourself. And, and I've said this often, like individuals that, so far I've been uh, fortunate to have on this podcast have all been people that not only have I admired professionally, but also on a personal level and I can respect them on both levels and you're certainly amongst them and for good reason. So thank you very much for doing this, Jack. Really appreciate it. Um, I really looked at the clock. I'm like, wow, I've already taken more than you know, 30 minutes, I think, of your time. So it, it flew by quickly, but um, hopefully... We'll get to have uh, more of these with you and uh, even more, hopefully, it'll be in person and it doesn't have to be on Zoom, but, uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays thanks, out. Thanks for the Thank opportunity. Thank you so much. Appreciate thanks it, Jack. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye for now.